0: Hey, good morning, River Life St. Paul. It's a joy to be with you all. I'm Pastor Kong from the Brooklyn Park campus. Many of you I've met and I know and are, you are we are dear friends and some of you might be seeing me for the first time. And so I'm the pastor over at the other campus on the other side of town. Uh, great being with you this morning, even if it's through video. Uh, I know if I was here in person, a lot of you would be asking how the Brooklyn Park campus is doing, and it's doing fabulous. Just a couple weeks ago, we had the most attendance besides Christmas, and when we relaunched last spring, and so we're growing. Uh, Our kids almost outnumber adults. We have almost a one-to-one ratio when it comes to kids and adults, and then if you throw in our teens or youth group, uh, they definitely outnumber us, and so, Praise God for blessing Riverlife Brooklyn Park, uh, allowing Brooklyn Park to be a place where people could experience God's hope, healing and growth. Well, today, I get the opportunity, the privilege to share the message with you all here at St. Paul. And so we're gonna continue our 40 Days of Prayer series. And today, we're gonna be talking about prayer as petition. Now, petition is a word that we don't use very often. It simply means a request to God for something that we desire. So when we pray a petition, we pray to God, requesting what we desire because we know we can only depend on him for it. Now immediately when I think about this, I think about my childhood when I asked my parents for video game systems. Uh, First of all, they were really expensive. And second of all, they were really expensive. I expressed my my desire to them primarily because again, I didn't have the financial means to purchase it. I even tried to bribe them by telling them how obedient I would be if, I, if they got it for me. I negotiated and promised I'd do better in school, help around the house more, and even practice the piano. I would tell them that video games wouldn't take up all my time, but I promised that I would be responsible and I would be able to budget my time so that I would play video games and then I would take a pause and do my chores. As a child, video games felt very much like a need, but they were really a want. Our sense of need comes when we feel like we're lacking something. For example, this has been a tough winter, and it's made me feel like I've been lacking some things because I feel like I won't be able to last another snowstorm. For example, I need a new pair of boots to keep me warm in the winter. They have to be lightweight, waterproof, and grippy so that I don't slip. I feel like I need a new and bigger SUV or maybe even a truck with all-wheel drive, the best snow tires possible, heated seats, heated steering wheel, and heated mirrors. And if they have it, a heated shifter and a heated turn signal. It hasn't been fun driving in all the snow that we've gotten this year. I feel like I need a second home and I don't even have a first one yet. When the total snowfall for the Twin Cities this year, which is 52 inches, is above the season average, which is 51 inches, and we're not even halfway through winter, I need somewhere warm to escape. Oh, this winter has been tough, man. But if i were to be honest i have all i need to sustain me even in the 52 inches of snow that we received our wants can improve how we experience life but they oftentimes aren't necessary to live our needs on the other hand are essential and if we don't get our needs met it could be a matter of life or death and as great it is to get the things we want they can take our focus off what we need and that's what we're going to be talking about today our needs in the last two weeks we've been using the lord's prayer as our guide as we navigate and as we dive into our 40 days of prayer we've talked about prayer as worship and prayer as kingdom partnership and in order for us to gladly worship god and partner in his kingdom we need the basic necessities to sustain us so that we can stay alive to worship him and to partner with him in his kingdom. So it's fitting, in my opinion, that the next line of the Lord's prayer goes like this. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. It informs us that we can depend on God for all of our needs. You see, Jesus teaches his disciples that they can pray to God asking him for their daily bread to sustain them. Now, bread is a term that generally means food, and we need food for our bodies so we can move and do things. But bread is also a figure of speech referring to all our needs, both physical and spiritual. And a great example of what it looks like to depend on God for the spiritual needs that, re- that, re- that require to sustain us in the in, um they require to sustain us, to gladly worship him and to partner in his kingdom. Um, we find a great example in the book of Philippians, actually the letter of Philippians. Earlier, we read a portion of it during our scripture reading time, and in a little bit, I'm going to reread just a couple of verses to show us how Paul, the author, depended on God for his needs. The passage I want to focus on is Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And so let me read it for us again. This is what it says. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul wrote this letter to the church while he was in jail. He was in prison because he preached about Jesus Christ. And there were people who didn't like what he was preaching about and what he was doing, so they arrested him for causing a nuisance in the public. Now, similarly, the church that he wrote this letter to also experienced opposition and hardships because of their faith in Jesus. And so this letter was to be an encouragement to all of them in this time of need. They were discouraged and they needed something to sustain their faith in Jesus. Their wants wouldn't suffice. They needed to be reminded of what was necessary to stay faithful even in the face of opposition. So Paul gives us this necessary formula to sustain them and sustain us so that we can depend on God even in the hardest of times. He teaches the believers to pray, but in a very particular way. He first tells them to rejoice in the Lord, not once, but twice. He tells them to rejoice twice Yes, Paul's in jail, the church is being oppressed, but he tells them to rejoice. How in the world can you rejoice in a circumstance like that? You see, rejoicing is necessary because it helps believers trust God despite the the, the circumstance. Now, it doesn't mean that they pretend that everything's okay. It doesn't mean that they ignore the pressure or weight of the circumstance. It doesn't mean that they pretend that the situation is okay or that they're numb to the situation. They feel all of it and they can still depend on God knowing that his presence and his promises are with them. Even though they might be facing persecution and oppression and even if they are in jail, they they still know that God's presence and promises are with them. Being in a bad situation typically affects how you feel. I know it it affects how I feel. It It can be hard to think well of someone or something because you're so focused on how bad the situation makes you feel. But when believers rejoice, they choose to have an attitude to trust God even when it seems impossible. Rejoicing is important because it helps prevent us from feeling anxious. And bad situations are filled with anxiety. We become overly worried and overly concerned about everything. Maybe even excessively concerned about everything. And even though Paul was in a bad situation, he tells us not to be anxious. Anxiety can strain our trust in God and turn it into distrust. And so instead of being anxious, Paul encourages the believers to pray in every situation with thanksgiving. Being thankful allows us to appreciate how God has provided for us in the past. And this helps us to look forward to how God will provide for us in the future. Thankfulness acknowledges that God has been good and we can count on God and that he will be good regardless of the circumstance. Even psychological studies that have no relation to religion and to Christianity show a connection between thankfulness and anxiety. That there's a correlation where the more thankful we are, the less anxious we become. And when we are less anxious, we can experience peace. So Paul tells us that in difficult situations, we can rely on prayer. And then prayer gives us what we need to sustain our faith in God, even in difficult times. That prayer gives us peace. Paul describes it as a peace that transcends all understanding. You see, this peace is a supernatural peace that calms us no matter what circumstance we're in. We could experience major chaos like Paul did when he was jailed, or we might be stuck in a difficult place where our faith feels like it can hardly sustain us. But when we rejoice and pray to God with a thankful heart, we will experience his p- peace that protects us from any anxiety that we would normally feel so much so that later in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 we find Paul's famous verse this is what he says I can do all things I can do all I can do all this through him who gives me strength I can do all this through him who gives me strength now many athletes have used this verse to encourage them to reach their potential But in its original context, this verse reminds us that when we experience God's peace that sustains us, we receive strength to do all things for God. You see, God's peace keeps Paul faithful regardless of the circumstance. He is faithful whether he's free or in prison. He is faithful whether he is rich or he is poor. He is faithful whether he is full or he is hungry. His faithfulness isn't based on his circumstance. It's based on the peace that he has in God. If there's one thing we need to remember to help sustain our faith in whatever circumstance, it's this. God fulfills all our needs through prayer. God fulfills all our our needs through prayer. Let's remind ourselves and each other that when we pray the third line of the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread, we trust that God gives us what we need to sustain us. And we need to trust Him daily to provide us with what we need. Again, the prayer is our daily bread, not our weekly bread, not our monthly bread, our daily bread. And if you were asking for weekly bread and daily bread, you might get moldy bread. You see, we have to depend on God daily to sustain us. And we do so by rejoicing, being thankful, and experiencing His peace. You see, rejoice comes when we obey God. In John 15, Jesus says that our joy is complete when we obey God's commands. Obeying God's commands remind us that we are obedient today so that we can experience all of His promises in the future. We aren't obedient to just be obedient, but there's a reward for our obedience. There's a reward in the end. If you're being obedient to just be obedient, stop. Be obedient because God will reward us for our obedience. It keeps our focus on God as we persevere through all of our circumstances. Next, be thankful. On a daily basis, find things that you're thankful for. Practice thankfulness or gratitude by making it a habit to think of three things that you're thankful for on a daily basis. You can even keep a journal of what you're thankful for. And more importantly, share with someone else what you are thankful for. And finally, his peace will sustain us. We experience his peace sustaining us when we worry less, when we let go of what we can't control, and when God becomes our refuge in all of our circumstance. So instead of turning to our go-to to help us feel better when we're stressed or we're under a circumstance that feels heavy and weighty, God becomes our refuge, our first thing that we turn to, the first person that we turn to when we face all sorts of circumstance. So let us approach God in prayer knowing that He meets all our needs. He sustains us with bread that physically and spiritually sustains us so we can gladly worship him and partner in his kingdom. Let me pray for us. God, we thank you that you provide our daily bread, Lord. Not just the physical bread in the form of meals to sustain our physical bodies, Lord, but you also provide the spiritual needs that allow us to withstand the toughest circumstances. And so may we be reminded that on a daily basis, may we come to you for our daily bread. And when we receive it, may we eat it with joy. May we enjoy it fully, knowing that our prayers to you, asking for our sustenance to sustain us in the most difficult of times, Lord, that when we come to you, you will give it to us. And that when we come to you with thankful hearts in in a posture of gratitude, Lord, that you will bless us with your peace. And so may we rejoice. May we rejoice. May we be obedient to all the commands that you give us, Lord, not just for the sake of being obedient, but knowing that there's a promise behind all, all, all all of our obedience to your commands. And may we be reminded to be thankful that you've shown up before and that you will continue to show up even the hardest of times. And may we experience your peace that transcends all understanding, a peace that allows us to worry less, allows us to let go of the things that we can't control and a peace that allows us to turn to you as our primary refuge in times of concern. And so we thank you that we can come to you with our needs and that you answer our prayers and that you provide us with everything to sustain us. So God, we thank you and we pray and lift this all in your name, Lord. Amen.